This is Banging on the Drum. It is another beautiful day in West Central Wisconsin, and welcome to episode 125 of Banging on the Drum. I think this episode is going to be called Packers Drop the Ball, but please remember to like, subscribe, download, share, um, share our yawns with, with the good people of the world. But as always, I'm P Dog, joined alongside our other host, M Dog. And M Dog, what did you think about that Packers Raiders game tonight? Uh, so that's a rough one. Um, I feel like that's a game, even in a rebuilding or a down year, or like a our team is young year that you need to win. That's a game we shouldn't ever really lose. Yeah, that's it felt a, like. It felt like they were giving us so many opportunities to win that one. Yeah, I mean, so to be fair, we gave them so many opportunities to win it as well, I think, that we didn't convert on games that we sh- – or on uh, drives that we should have and just kind of ended up, you know, pissing the bed. Like, you just didn't do well enough to – yeah, it was definitely a defensive struggle in this game. And it didn't quite feel like it was because the defenses were great. I mean, Max Crosby was just an absolute nightmare for the Packers all day. But other than that, I mean, him getting heat on Jordan Love, it seemed like every time Jordan Love dropped back to pass, it just seemed like none, neither of the offenses could catch a rhythm at all. I mean, the Packers completely take Devontae Adams out of that game, which I guess that's going to go on one of the strengths. I didn't I didn't write that one down, but that seemed nope. pretty impressive that they had to go to Jacoby Meyer every time they were going somewhere. But I'm just going to roll through this. It's, it's, this is going to be quick. I'm, I'm not going to do like what I normally do, but just to refresh the people driving in their car to work this morning. So game starts out, I mean – just an absolute shit burger we go punt punt packers do on the third drive of the game uh sustain like a pretty nice drive eight plays 75 yards do you remember anything super memorable about that drive mike nope uh, so i felt like early on in the game we used the running game pretty effectively and then not so much yeah, it seemed After like the early part of the game or, or like the first couple drives in the first quarter, we used it pretty effectively. And then I don't remember anything significant about the field goal drive. Yeah. So I don't even like, remember how we stalled out for sure. So the significant thing in this was like Jordan Love's 39 yard run. So we go okay. AJ Dillon for like two solid gains. It's like two five yard runs. And then Jordan Love takes off for 39 yards. Uh, we get down the field. Um, but yeah. And then we stall out on an incomplete pass over the middle, but then had to kick the field goal. But after that, the game goes punt, punt. And then the Raiders sustain a good drive, 14 plays, 62 yards, and get a touchdown. Um, but yeah, I mean, coming off just watching this game, like nothing is like super memorable about it but yeah they just strung a drive together i don't remember 
any like big miscommunications in this one. Um, didn't really seem like we got gouged too much. Pretty sure this is the drive uh, where they run like some sort of jet sweep, get a good gain off of it. But right after they score that touchdown, Packers come out. Uh, Love throws just a nasty interception. One of the <laughs> ugliest picks you'll ever see. Yeah. I mean, just so the quarterbacks around the league have done that forever, just throwing it right to a dude. But it it's it's atrocious when you see it coming from like somebody else or when Love is doing it. It was a it was a bad one. Yeah. Yeah. And first play, it just seemed like he stared a guy down and like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like X's and O's type dude, but it looked like he looked at one place only and then just did not see a linebacker that seemed like it, he, he was there the whole time. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, throws it right to him. Um, but to the Packers credit, they could have got a lot worse. Uh, they hold the, uh, Raiders to a field goal there, um, driving them back a yard on that. So they hold them to negative one yard. Raiders kick a field goal. Then we go into half. I guess another cool thing that the Packers did was had Josh Neiman block that field goal going into yeah, halftime. Right the, yep. Yeah. So I mean, the defense was playing pretty damn good. So. I would argue that the defense played very well tonight. Um, now there were some play calls. I think that you probably could have held this team to ten um, if you don't do some stupid shit. But or maybe, I mean, let's put it back at fourteen. So you could have held them to fourteen. If is that what they would have ended? Up? No, it would have been thirteen, right? If they don't score the touchdown, yeah. When I mean, they lined up in what is essentially a prevent defense for, at the ten. Everybody yeah. was at least seven yards off the ball, and then there were your two safeties were standing in the end zone. It was like the easiest, like, oh, let's run a slant here to get down to the two, and it just got into the end zone. Yeah. Yeah, no, it seemed like pretty bad play calling. And, I mean, when we get into, like, strengths, weaknesses, and stuff like that, like, play calling was definitely interesting on some of the things. But – We'll get into the second half here. So uh, first drive of the second half, Packers pick off the Raiders, and they actually capitalize on it. Uh, this was a drive where they just leaned everything on Dylan. Like, if you look at the drive recap, it was Dylan, 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 Dylan. Yeah. And Dylan finished off the, that drive. With and then the they kind of stopped using him after that, too. Like, they just didn't use him in the same way following that drive. Yeah, and they used him weird, too, because – I can't think of for the life of me. I should have probably looked it up because I kept thinking it all game long, but it's not like an eye formation, but just your like normal pro set, I guess with no fullback, obviously like the whole league doesn't use fullbacks for the most part now, but when, right. when love was under center and it was just like the standard handoff, like um, stretch runs or like just right yeah. up the middle like giving Dylan a little bit of a head of steam seemed to be working real well. Like, I think if you look at those plays, those are the plays he's averaging four or five yards carry. And it, I'll pull it up later, but I want to say he ended up averaging like three point something yards per carry. But I feel like that's because we were running some 
weird draws on pretty obvious running situations. Like we were running out of the shotgun when they knew we were running where I feel like sure you can do that, but the way like we were set up and the way we were rolling with, like I said, like the just standard setup quarterback under center, I don't get why you switch to keep running the ball in a draw situation like that it, it just seemed pretty stupid not to give dylan a head of steam because he was running fucking hard today and that yep. was super good to see um but yeah i forgot where i was there so we, we scored that touchdown on the back of dylan uh force yep. a punt go down the field uh this is the one where we had the big big play to christian watson stall out that drive on like what i said it because uh, we run dylan or no do we go we go straight for 77 yards okay yeah but anyways we get the 77 yard play and then we do two draws to dylan yep. and then we have a third in four i thought it was longer than that but anyways incomplete pass to romeo dobbs i can't remember if that was like one of the drops i don't even think that was um end up having to kick a field goal so that was a big turning point in the game i think i mean you get a touchdown there it's is it a tie game it would be yeah, no, it would have been yeah. 17 to 10 at, or i mean it would yeah it would have been 17 to 10 uh yeah you're 100 yeah. right but yeah get that field goal so raiders stand on their head there um and then they come come out they score a touchdown go up 17 to 13 and then it was just all dog shit on out uh love throws two more interceptions second one i mean you like it was bad yeah Yeah. so it's bad enough that like you're throwing it into traffic and the ball gets popped up that's that's on the quarterback i think um when the ball gets popped up like that there's nothing you can do to prevent an interception. So yeah. you can't you can't put it above their head and let the defender knock that down. Right? Yeah. So yeah, bad interception there. Uh defense holds strong again with a three and out, holding the Raiders to negative three yards. Offense gets the ball back. We go three and out, punt that one away. Uh, and then the Raiders have an eight play, 33 yard drive. Uh, with a missed field goal in there, which was kind of an interesting, I don't know. It was, I was so happy when I seen them lining up to kick a field goal. Cause I was like, oh, they yeah. can, they can ice this game right now. And they were just giving us a shot. And then sure as shit, they missed the field goal too. And I was like, fuck, we're going to fuck around and win this game. If we put yeah. one more good drive together and we couldn't do it. So uh started out looking promising then uh we had two or three drops at least two drops in that. for sure two it for two that were like eight yard like so it would have been second and two and then third and two right yep dobbs and then, dropped one so, then musgrave so, dropped one right afterwards yeah and so you put what i I mean, for me, what happened a lot in this game is we put love into situations where he had to perform, and that's not a good recipe for the Packers having success. 
yeah not not this year so far but yeah uh he ends up chucking it deep on a third and ten gets intercepted ends the game so it does seem like love enjoys going deep um even when it's third and ten which i don't mind i'm not saying i mind that but like it was kind of like what why did we go all or nothing on on a third and ten when we still had like a minute left in the game or maybe 44 seconds like whatever it was but yeah so i think that that's like a holdover from mccarthy era packers offensive play calling is that once a quarter you like go deep like once a quarter you like throw it throw the deep ball and see what happens um in a lot of cases uh especially early on in aaron's career it worked out and i feel like it's not working out hardly at all with jordan love currently now we're only five games in that flip could switch real quick you know you hit three of those in in you know three different games and we'll all be praising his deep ball and the one hit watson right in the hands and he dropped it yeah the coverage was tight but like that hits him in the hands i think watson has a game that he needs to learn from um one hits him in the hands one falls like a little bit short of where he's at maybe like three yards and he needs to cut that back hard and fight for the ball and if you fight for the ball you're going to get a pass interference call there right because the guy's going to try to stop yeah, you yeah, like yeah. going through the body um same with that last pick in the end zone where that kind of sealed the game for the raiders like instead of floating back you need to be float like kind of moving towards the ball and moving in front of him uh and he's either going to grab you and try to stop you so you're probably four inches taller than that dude just go get in front of him get higher than him and make him either make contact with you and put us at the one and or catch the football knock it down once you got to do something so i think watson's has an opportunity to really learn some things from this tape if we like look at it like that and i th- he looked visibly upset at the end of the game his his head was down his hands his face was in his hands i'm hoping he's thinking man i fucked up there right that can get solved i think he's a good wide receiver i don't like enjoy the fact that he fucked up i'm i think that's an opportunity for us to get better is him realizing he has to be a different type of dude when he's on the field yeah no that was a good catch on your part like the there was that deep ball that you mentioned where it seemed like he should have even came back for the ball draw that pass interference or whatever or even catch the ball like you go back and catch the ball like just get to the where the ball is yeah i get that that's harder to like do than it is to say but if you fight back towards that ball and like chase that ball i think that there's good opportunity there yeah it almost looked like pass interference without him even having to do that but like yeah. then he just like walked it off like he like the ball hit the ground and he just like was like fuck this yeah, okay. but yeah. yeah yeah like yeah but i i think he was pretty frustrated but you ready to get into the swat here and I'm sure yep. we'll double tap some points, hopefully find some other points. So we're going to start with our strengths. Um, obviously, it was our defense was was pretty damn good today. Uh, we end up with, I don't even know, how many sacks do you think we ended up with in this game, Mike? 
Oh man, I got it up. I think if I want to, because yeah, because Gary. So we end up four sacks. Um, Kenny Clark gets a big sack. Rashawn Gary gets a sack. Preston Smith gets a sack. Kingsley and Bari gets a sack. So the sacks were kind of spread uh, all around in this game. Um, yeah, I, I mean. Now it makes me remember Quay Walker went down pretty early in this game, so that didn't help. But that, that's... and then about halfway through, we lost Savage as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, but anyways, that shouldn't be in the strengths department. But our pass nope. rush <laughs> l- looked uh, looked pretty solid. Rudy Rudy Ford comes away with like it with an interception in this one, uh, second interception of the year. He seems to be pretty opportunistic uh, back there. Hawking the yep. ball a little bit. Um, Keyshawn Nixon looks like he likes to tackle. So that's kind of cool to see when he's on the field is you're not losing like something in a tackler where I felt like, uh, like I said, our defense is our strength here, but Jair Alexander does not look like he wants to tackle people. And I, I don't remember that last yeah. year at all it like seemed like he was like a pretty good tackler but he did have an opportunity granted it was their big tight end i can't remember who their mayor mayor uh but he's a rookie but yeah he uh he was like kind of coming over the middle it, i mean it was like kind of the left hash but it looked like uh alexander had him like in the crosshairs like well it looked like he should have lit him up and tried to like jar the ball loose but he just kind of like let him catch it and then like yeah tackled him like but yeah um and there was like another another play i think when josh jacobs was running down the field but whatever smaller guy um versus a giant right jacobs is a pretty huge dude yeah, and like what we like what we were saying, whatever they did to Devontae Adams was working very well because um yeah, he'll be happy that the Raiders came away with a W against his old team, but he did not do much in terms of getting the ball uh to help that. He did have four catches for 45 yards, which one of them I, was against Preston uh Smith, which is like that's the part of the defense that drives us all crazy is that Preston Smith gets lined up against maybe the best route runner in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. There's some weird stuff out there, but uh, they definitely had a lead on Jacoby Meyer um, for the most part. Who had a nice game. Yeah. Yeah. He was making all the first down catches, got the touchdown catch for them um but yeah defense defense looked damn solid aside from yeah covering Devonte adams with preston smith for for a play there but yep. other than that uh for strengths aj Dillon was running his ass off out there um he's been getting a lot of shit from packers us yeah us packers Packer. twitter um and yeah, he kind of looked like he was going out there to have a game to shut us up. Uh, he got 20 carries today, 76 yards. I think if we kept running him out of the single set QB under center, there's got to be an easier word than me just keep saying that shit over and over again. But if we kept oh, yeah, running him, I mean, 
yeah, we kept running like that with a head of scheme. I think he was going to average four yards a carry. Um, and we could have fed him the ball a little bit more, but he ends up with 76 yards and a touchdown. Um, yeah. And our only touchdown there. And did you have any other strengths from this game, Mike? Uh, no. So I, I would like to reiterate the AJ Dillon side of it. Um, I thought he was a strength and I think that establishing your running game, even if, even if he has like 12 or 13 carries for like 25 yards to start the game, like I thought it was obvious in the second half that they didn't want to deal with the run anymore. Like their defense was like, man, this is getting fucking old to tackle this guy. Right. And so if you keep pushing them out there and like banging heads with them, the defense is going to break at some point. And I, I don't understand like with two running back, generally we have two running backs and we had Emmanuel Wilson out there too. Like you didn't have to run a guy that was tired. If you thought uh, Dylan was getting tired, you had both Patrick Taylor and Emmanuel Wilson. I don't understand why we didn't have 35 touches to the backs this game. I, um, but I did think that getting 20 to Dylan was very positive. Usually we sit around, you know, 11 or 12 total. So, yeah, I mean, they were wearing them out. And that, that's yeah. a good point. Like if he was tired, cause they were not giving anybody else the ball. I mean, Patrick Taylor did have two carries, but like right. they were not rotating our backs Wilson in, at all. Nope. Wilson wasn't like, in there at all. And Patrick Taylor's carry. I think it was a first down carry and it was like third down back. Uh, third. Like, it, yeah. Like they, it was classic. an expected pass play, like third and four or something like that. Yeah. Like uh Tony Fisher type third down back was, was like it was, I mean, it was kind of yep. like old school. Like we had the, the bell cow and then we had the third down guy that can catch the ball a little bit better. Um, but yeah, that's, that's all I got for strengths in this game. Cause this game was pretty piss poor. Uh, for the most part. So that yep. that is like a pretty positive spin. So we'll go to the the weaknesses here. And there is a ton more weaknesses uh, in this week. So just slow starts offensively um, has just been crippling us. And we're not going to beat any good teams if we keep coming out the gate like this. Right. Um, 100%. Yeah. So that's that. Uh, love hasn't looked good. Uh, yeah, he didn't look too good last week. He did not look good at all uh, today. I mean, like he we threw said, three picks, and I think they were all on him. I mean, so yeah. the last one, I get like you're you're trying to do something special there. You did have Watson open for a split second, but that's still on him. Like if you want to put that in a spot that only Watson can get it, you put it higher and. If he misses it, it goes out of the end zone, and then we have fourth down maybe yet to try to get 10 yards. I think yeah. that was third down. Yeah, it was third and 10. Um, and that's what I'm saying is it, it has to be on him because it didn't, yeah. it wasn't like fourth down, okay, no time left on the clock. Like he took the shot that he wanted to take. Like we yeah. still had time. He could have hit someone for five yards, he could have hit someone for 10 yards, but. Decided to go for the gold. Um, I mean, if it pays off, obviously we're saying different shit, but it didn't. It was the third pick of the game. 
Uh, then another weakness, just odd play calling in some situations. Like we said, the, they had the big that bomb. happened more early in the game than it did late in the game, I think. But I, I think the worst one was uh, the worst series of uh, play calls was after we hit the 77 yard bomb to Watson. And then we decided to yeah. run two draws back to back and end up leaving that drive with a field goal. Cause I mean, if we score a touchdown there, we have 17. Um, so at the very least, I mean, I think the game's different after that, but puts more pressure on um, Oakland or Las Vegas at the very least. Yeah. And I mean, then we have a score of 17 to 17 right now, but whatever. If, uh, what, what is it? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. If all what butts and butterflies were on a tree, whatever. There is some better saying than that, but, but yeah, odd calls. Um, and then I got drops on here. So Watson's deep ball, Dobbs, Musgrave on a drive that we had to have dropping at least a first down between the two of them. Cause I want to say Dobbs was like a two yard out, which would have made it like third and two, which then on the very next play, we go to the right side, Musgrave drops it there. And his looked like he, he would have clearly got the first down if he didn't do it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where the drops show up in the stats. I don't know if they like reevaluate them and then like they come in the I, next day, but ESPN, I doesn't think generally, put them, yeah, ESPN doesn't I, put them up there right away. So, I mean, though, like um, the one to great uh, Musgrave is not a perfect throw, right? It's not a perfect throw. Like it's a little bit behind him, but that's a ball that needs to be caught. And I think if you have a fourth year tight end, he that's a catch every time. And just with a rookie tight end, it, it's not the way it goes. Like yeah. it's a 50, 50 ball with a rookie tight end. We're with like a Mark Andrews or a Travis Kelsey or a George Kittle. Like that's a ball they catch. Yeah. And then, and obviously not- those guys are superstars. So like, I get what you're saying. Like, oh, they, they, he might never be that. I understand that. But yeah. like guys that have been in the league and stay in the league, they catch that ball. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, drops. And then this one was a big one for me that I think messed up a lot of stuff. Like Tucker Crafts blocking was super bad. They basically brought him in to block and he whiffed on two big blocks. Um, one I want to say was on an end around one was just to be like the extra guy to chip Max Crosby where Crosby just beat him and got a sack. And then the other came one, around behind the play and still stopped. I think that's um, Taylor's second run. Yeah, it was. And he came be around behind the play and got got to the running back and stopped him for a loss. Not even like a one yard gain, like a loss. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, to his credit, dude, it's just an animal. I hate that guy. I hate him even more after this game. But uh, yeah. Oh, wait, so but, you hated him before this game? Like, did he, I don't think he's wrecked anything for the Packers. No. So he's just very, I mean, he ended up getting that penalty. And I think it's a reputation call, but he's just that guy. Like, I mean, he's the guy that you would love to have on your team, but you hate to play against. He always does the extra thing. Like, he always, like, well, yeah, and, uh, hits somebody. And, like, let's talk about that penalty because Zach Tom just straight flopped on that penalty. 
Yeah, right? but like I think it's almost a reputation call though for Crosby on top of it though. Like I think they know when you watch back shit, like he's always the guy that hits the quarterback like and gets away with it. Like just okay. light enough. Like he's always gives you that little bit of extra. But I mean, that's his edge. Like he's great. And I think that's part of it is that he pisses yeah, I'm sure. off. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of guys in the league like that that you're like, he's dirty. But like if he was on your team, like there was a Jensen, I think, that played for Tampa Bay that was like a guard or a tackle. And that I would have loved that guy as a Packer. Hated that guy. Um, yeah. And then Indomitian Sue, I would have loved if he would have ever been a Packer, I would have been, he would have been maybe my favorite player of all time. Like that yeah, guy, I'm, I enjoyed the way that guy played, except when he was stomping on Aaron Rodgers' ankles and shit like that. But picking someone in the nuts too. I don't yeah. think it was Bakhtiari, but uh, we had our dude uh, Marco Rivera. I want to say was the guy that people would be like, "Yeah, he twists dicks at the bottom <laughs> of the pile, like tries to break fingers and shit like that. Like yeah. he's just nasty." But and if it's not Marco Rivera, like we apologize to Marco yeah. for saying that you're a dirty player. But I'm sure there's I'd I would prefer to have more guys like that. Like yeah. two or three guys that are just little chippy, like Yeah, that don't mind speeding. They'll yeah, keep speeding until they get I, a ticket. I like the way you put that. Don't mind speeding. Even when they get a ticket, it's like, fuck them, I'll do it again. Yeah. I don't care. Right. But yeah, and that's our that's our short list of weaknesses. I mean, there's probably more that we could have found in there. Um, but I, I don't know if you got anything you want to tack onto that one. No, I don't think so. I think so. I think there's some, the, I think the defensive players are very good, right? And our defensive play calling puts them in bad situations sometimes. I think yeah. that's the way I'm starting to look at our defense is that we're we're playing good enough defense to like win games and i think it's despite the way the defensive play calling is yeah and we've kind of been uh, a little bit of joe barry apologists on the last yep. like two episodes or so but there is something going there's something on going on we're like stupid. if i'm noticing like a play call set up goofy like and then we were so I called out the one where we're on the 10 and they're like playing prevent defense. Basically there's another one where they're on like the three and he's only got like two or three defensive linemen in like, I don't understand that. And like, instead of putting in your pass rushers, right. You could have like Clark and Brooks and like all your big dudes right up front and just like going after them. I mean, yeah. we get a good enough push with like guys with, guys like Clark and Brooks that you could probably what I want to say there's a Slayton on the defensive line and I'm missing so I'm missing a big one Devontae White like you could put all five of those guys up there instead of having three and two and just be like all right try to run it on us now and they don't do that like they they back the linebackers up and they just do like silly shit yeah, it seems like a lot of overthinking. And then on top of it, though, like when I was watching this, it seems like like they didn't get what they want. And then they're like, fuck it. Like, those are the guys that are out there. Like, like let's just roll with it. Like, it felt like that on offense, yeah. too, sometimes. Like, yeah. it just doesn't feel like a very well-coached team right now. 
but I don't like to get, I mean, obviously we put in, we don't, yeah, we don't know that. Like, I don't know that stuff like that. Like, oh my God, the defense is fucking atrocious. Like, I don't know how to make the defense better besides like, I don't know, move up three steps. Like you can't be that far back. Yeah. Third and one. Like I, that's, that's my analysis, but I just don't understand. Like, you're not going to get burnt deep, especially by like a Jimmy G type guy. And even like Devonte Adams, isn't the guy that burns you deep. Like he's made some like long throws, but he like, that's not what his game, that's not his strength. Yeah. His strength is like juking a guy out of his fricking boots in the first five yards and he's wide open. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it definitely seems like something needs to give. Like, it seems like there's some, something wrong in the coaching. Um, but I don't know that you can change what's going unless you fire him today. And there's no reason to fire him today. Like his defense held up just fine. Um, Preston Smith on Devonta Adams, maybe that's a reason to fire him. But unless you fire him today, you can't change that defense at any point this this season. Like you can't install any type of like this is how we're going to do it. Um, you could take play calling ability away from Joe Barry. Maybe he can design a defense, and he just can't play play call inside the game. Like you could take that away. I'm not sure, but like I don't know if that's ever been the case where an offensive or defensive coordinator doesn't call the plays unless the head coach is calling the plays. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you, but yeah, it doesn't seem like that odd of a thing to me to have like the guy who designs your offense and then the guy who runs your offense. But that's, that makes sense in my brain. However, I don't know that I've ever heard about something like that. Yeah, no, I don't know. Like this uh, dude doesn't even call plays. He just makes the plays. Like that'd be weird to me. Eh, yeah, I mean, I th- I think you're right. I don't, I don't think that's how it operates. I think you could operate like that. But I yeah, think anyway, you could. Yep. Anyways, to me, it just seems like overthinking. Like it's guessing before the play, and then whereas you're guessing what the offense is gonna do where they can adjust and not do that, where I think you want to have your defense make make them – you want to make the offense not do what they initially wanted to do. Or I guess that, that seems like counterintuitive. But, like, I think you press them when it's three yards. So then they're like, well, shit, we're going to press here. Maybe we're going to switch to a run. But then you kind of stack in the run. Like, and then they're going to be like, well – the the offensive play to beat this is going to be to go deep, but then you're just bringing so much pressure that they don't have time to go deep but type deal where it seems like yeah. we're like, I think they're going to run a crossing route over the middle. So let's cover a crossing route over the middle. And like, they're like, well, we were going to do that, but if they're going to let us run it, like, yeah. Or do like a short stick route, we'll just do that instead. But it does, it does feel like, the Packers have decided we're, we'll give up four yards a, a play all game and just like see what happens. And the, you can't do that, right? Like you can't give up four yards because four yards equals 12 and three, and then it's first down every time. I don't feel like we're getting big chunk plays taken out of us very often. It just seems like teams can methodically move the sticks six minutes at a time and get a, get down into the red zone, kick a field or score a touchdown. Yep. All right. Let's get off weaknesses here. So opportunities. Yep. Um, 
I felt like the way Dylan ran the ball today, it sets us up to use larger sets and just run the ball, like give love the first season that guys who have been very successful in the league have gotten. Um, yeah, 15 pass attempts, 20 pass attempts, like not yeah. 35. Yeah, you're Tom Brady's early in their career. You're Ben Roethlisberger early in his career. Like, give these guys a chance to grow. Russell Wilson, I want to say, they were just running the shit out of the ball. Um, so I think I think that's a good opportunity. And that being said, if Aaron Jones can come back, that's a huge opportunity. That's our best offensive weapon. And he would just help what I already just said. We'll have our lightning thunder um our running back that can catch the ball um and i guess another opportunity we play the broncos next week so definitely an opportunity to get right um get back to 500 and i don't think the packers are ever going to be in the let's uh i can't even think what it's called flop not flop but uh i think tank yeah they're not going to tank this season so still very young team won a couple games showed some heart um i think there's a lot of talent on this team and like we've been saying i'm going to say it probably every show it's kind of playing with house money this year seeing if love is the guy uh for the team and seeing if we can move forward with with love going forward um threats i just love taking a step back i still think he's good um he made a couple throws i think i mean we we counted at least three drops so that turns 16 for 30 into 19 for 30. um maybe not have to press and throw and probably over 200 yards then too if they get those three catches yeah well i mean definitely yeah definitely um with the one i mean it's a tough catch uh that christian watson dropped but especially with that one that i mean that that's a 40 yard play right there or whatever 30 yard play um and then another threat is just guys not coming back from injury i guess we know bakhtiari is not coming back um Quay Walker, however long Campbell. he's going to be down. Campbell, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're on – we had our two second-string middle linebackers playing the majority of this game. Um, Jones, which we kind of thought was going to be back, was not back. So those are the big threats. Uh, but we're done with a quarter of the season, Mike. And how would you rate this team? Let, let's not go position by position, but just a overall grade for this Packers team, young Packers team. So I'm going to give them a score. Yeah, I'm going to give them like the grades that I got in high school, which C minus pretty consistently. So um, they're not executing things well. Um, they set themselves behind the eight ball by not producing early in games. I think even in the Bears game, like I think we only had 10 points in the first half and then we scored 28 in the second half. Um, or something along those lines. Uh, we just need to be more consistent, and I don't know that it's the talent level. 
right? I think talent is high across the board, especially 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 defensively. And then offensively, I think that we have I think that we we have the playmakers in in like in the building. And I think our offensive line is good, but everything that we're doing feels not relaxed. And I think if you're playing unrelaxed football and you're like pressing everything, nothing gets anywhere. Um, I get that. Like we've had struggles running the ball and stuff like that. I think you need to run the ball more often. Um, I think you could have taken five of those throws from uh, Jordan Love early in that game and given those five carries to A.J. Dillon. Um, and it would have been just fine. And I could be mistaken on that kind of stuff, but run the ball more. Um, defense, make the plays that are in front of you. Savage, if he gets his hands up when, on that play that he got injured, and maybe that's why he doesn't get his hands up, like I get that, you probably have a a pick, right? Um, There's another one where like Doug, it bounced off Douglas's hands, I think. You need to make the... I'd like our defense to operate more like Dallas's defense does. Like figure out how to make the huge play. I get that sometimes Dallas gets burned deep, but in the, like it costs them. But I'd rather see like an exciting brand of defense than like the shit that they can't. Like it's just like slow paper cuts to death, right? Yeah, right. I'd yeah. rather just get my head chopped off and be done with it to some extent. Yeah, I I get some of the playmaking uh, associated with that, and then I mean Dallas is a rough example just with uh, what San what, they, what happened. Yeah, yeah. Right. But, but like their defense is super opportunistic. Yeah, um, and I'd like to see I don't know like a quarter of that from the Packers at least. No, I like that. Yeah, no, and I think that's a good grade C minus. Uh, that Saints game was a great win. Uh, second half. Yeah game took care of the bears like they should have but you know could have beat atlanta um we're in this game tonight and the only game they really got their ass handed to them was detroit and who's going to be very good i think my biggest disappointment with the way that the season has unfolded us for us so far is that not that even that we're going to be getting losses and stuff like that because i kind of expected that to be part of the deal this year is that we get losses but like the way so the bears play the vikings so we're going to be tied with one of those motherfuckers in the in the division and like i think we're better than both those teams and i honestly i think we're better than the raiders i think we're better than atlanta and we just haven't come up with wins there yeah no, I, I mean I agree with that. Uh, I think, and, and that comes all down to the consistency. You need to figure. So, as coaching goes, we need to figure out how to make our players more consistent. And I don't know how, like you do that necessarily. Yeah. No, I, I mean they grow, they get better, they're young. So I, I think it, I think it comes naturally. I think they win a game like this. They build confidence off that. Yeah. But I was going to say, so I was thinking about it the whole game and I was like, oh, I wonder what I'm going to grade them, like depending on what comes out of this game. I think if they even won this game at the end, like they took that last drive down there, 
and like, won it. Okay, yeah. So like that's the only difference is uh, Watson catches that ball versus the Raider, whoever caught it. Yeah, uh, I think at the highest you go C there, um, yeah. and I think it still should have been a C minus because that's just kind of pulling a game out of your ass. Word, and that's kind of what the Saints game was too. Yeah. Now, however, the the Falcons pulled the game out of their ass to beat us. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. So maybe it takes from a C minus to a C. Um, but yeah, they've been in every game but the Detroit game. So that's that's a fair grade to me. But let's roll on to this Badgers game and let's do the Badgers game a little bit quicker. I'm not going to recap yeah, the whole thing. Let's do it a lot a bit quicker. Yeah, we will. So, yeah, I'm not going to recap the whole thing going down. So, Badgers end up winning this one in Camp Randall, 24-13. to Um, Never really a doubt in this game. Badgers take a 17-0 lead going into halftime. Uh, The only quarter they ever get outplayed in is the third quarter where Rutgers uh, scores a touchdown there. And then, uh, then the fourth quarter... Each team got a touchdown. So, uh, like I said, Badgers won this one 24-17. The only thing I could say that was like a big turning point is um, I want to get the guy's name that uh, picked it off. Uh, interception return for a touchdown. Uh, Ricardo Hallman, 95-yard interception return for a touchdown. So, that could have made this game a lot closer. Uh, going into halftime, uh, I mean, I guess it would have made it seven to 10. So, a 14 point swing right there. Um, which, whatever that that made this game just never a doubt the whole way through. Uh, as for stats in this game, Braylon Edwards ends up getting 21 carries for 101 yards and a touchdown, which we were kind of calling for. Jackson Aker, um, Looks like a bruiser. Uh, he is a big dude that runs hard. So it I does... he was a fullback last year. Okay. In our traditional sets is what I heard on the radio. So Okay. Because, yeah, he was a stud. Like, he looked like he's going to be hard to tackle. Um, Madison boy through and through. Uh, yep. Another big thing that I saw in the Badgers game, though, too, is when we were trying to go to our weapons, uh, we had quite a few drops. to. Also, some tough balls. Um, I think it's Ashcraft. Yeah. He ended up catching a touchdown, but he dropped. Right before that, he dropped a big play, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then they went back to him for a touchdown. But this being, you know, playing a pretty subpar opponent, I would say, uh, Wisconsin kind of handled them like they should have been. I think... You know, if I was going to go strengths, we we ran the ball better again. Weaknesses, I feel like we should have handled Rutgers a little bit more handily than we handled them. Yep. And that's that's with a huge defensive touchdown, 14-point swing in there. So, so yeah, it, it could have been better. Um, and, and that's kind of what I got for you. Um, Mordecai. Seemed to look fine. I mean, he was 17 to 31, 145 yards and a touchdown. But like I said, there was a few drops in there. 
Um, and he uses his legs really effectively. Yeah, he he was around the ball pretty well. 11 runs, 50 yards, um, picking up first downs, running in yeah. smart situations. Just, you know, looks like what we expected him to be able to do is, you know, just be that smart senior, you know, veteran leadership on this team. And it looks good. So good game from the Badgers. Could have been better, I would say. Yeah, so I think uh, opportunity is that uh, this is an opportunity for the coaching staff to, over the next two weeks, it's kind of like we're ramping up our our uh, opponents, right? So like we get Iowa, who might be second best out of these three, but you get Iowa, a tough team. You get a little bit of a like a drawback, but still a tough team in Illinois, and then you're going to get Ohio State. So this is an opportunity over the next three weeks to kind of change our focus into beating the high-end teams. And I think that's really our opportunity is like to grow over these next two and really put in like a good competitive game against Ohio State. That would be awesome if we could figure that out. Um, Yeah, it it is at Camp Randall, so. It's a better opportunity. It's just still not a good one. No opportunity against Ohio State for us has been good in the last, I don't know, 12 years, I'll say. 2010, yeah. we might have had a good opportunities against Ohio State. Um, and then I think our threats are is that if we if we play like we have in the first six weeks of the season, I know one of those is a bye, but um, we're going to have a tough time getting through Iowa. We're going to like probably struggle against Illinois, and Ohio State's going to rout us. Like So the Iowa and Illinois are still winnable games, even if we play like this. However, Ohio State is not winnable if you're going to play like a mediocre game. And so I just feel like we need to grow in the next two weeks in order. And like, those are good teams to grow against because they're, they're essentially like your Washington state type teams, at least Iowa is Illinois, probably not so much, but I was a, a plus team, like just about every year and their defense is always good. So give us yeah. an opportunity to test our, offensive prowess yeah and illinois is not what they were last year i i don't know what what changed with illinois i'll definitely look into it i think they had some defensive studs on that illinois didn't two of them get drafted in the first round weatherspoon was from there right ah that could be i want to say too that they had a old quarterback as well like I, i think i think the quarterback has changed because yeah their their quarterback right now is luke altmeyer so so yeah i think they lost a lot of uh talent so because they are two and four this year so i'm not even putting them in the same category as iowa right now um and i that that doesn't sound good right yeah that's another team the the batter should handle. I mean, Purdue beat Illinois 44 to 19 and Purdue's not a very good team this year. Right. So, yeah. Okay. But yeah, Iowa come up, but yeah, this game, I would say showed some promise. Like we established the run early and then we built off that. Um, I think that's what we're going to have to do to beat Iowa. Um, it's going to be kind of, I mean, I know we have a new offense, but like just classic, Big 10 football, like 
it seems like this game is going to be 17 to 13, um, yeah. 14 to 12, something weird or some shit like that. A blocked, blocked field goal. But I am excited for it. I do think whoever wins this game between Wisconsin and Iowa is back in the rankings. And then, yeah, and then is in the front, in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West. Uh, representative in the Big Ten Championship. So, yeah, lots of opportunity there. But, yeah, that, that's all we'll do for the Wisconsin game this week. Um, but, yeah, and then also we kind of have a scheduling change, so I think we're just going to be doing recap shows. Um, we'll see what it changes because it is fun to preview them. But so we're going to be doing our six-pack and a pound uh we're going to do our picks over basically Twitter alone, but yeah. we'll do the little bit of a recap right here. So we're going to have to be shotgunning on Sunday nights. That'll be good. That'll wake us up. But anyways, I whooped Mike's ass this week going six and one, hitting my uh, hitting my pounded game, hitting my double dog, and racking up the bing bongs for the best week. Give a shout out to Keel, though. He tweeted at us and i think he hit he didn't put seven games so that's his one knock he didn't do a pounded game but he was six for six in his picks this week and hit his double dog so that was pretty cool but mike you went three and four but you did hit your pounded game and you ended up plus 100 on the week so we were both positive so now I think my total bing bongs through the first quarter of the season is a thousand. And I want to say you are right around negative a thousand. So you, you still got plenty of time to get back in this. Oh, I'll be I'll be winning this baby by the end of the season. I got no doubts in my mind. I'm gonna be the Packers, start out slow and just kill it at the end. So you brought a sun drop to the party. Okay. I Mike. did. I did. I'm ready to go. Well, I'm not ready, ready. I'm only kind of ready. All right. Well, Mike's getting ready. Yeah, that that's going to be the change. So my schedule got a little bit busier, um, and it's just going to be hard to do twice a week at this point. But Mike is ready to rock. He pulls it back. He cracks it. He's looking good. He's got good form this week. Oh, he is sucking that thing down. That a boy, Mike. You crushed that. It didn't even look to like a. Uh, your cowboy face is getting a little bit worse right now. Oh, it's but. it's com- it's coming right now. I can feel it in the eyeballs. Yeah. Now I won't be able to sleep either. We should do those at the beginning of the episode so that at least I can let it like wear off. I'm pretty still pretty angry about the Packer game, so no matter too much. But we definitely are going to start doing them at the beginning. Uh, oh yeah, I mean, because it, it like, might be a little bit less of a punishment, but it's nice to get some like fire in one of us yeah in these late nights that we do but i think that's all we got for the show this week uh unless you got anything to add mike no i don't um for anybody who's doubting the brewers the badgers the bucks or the packers you can eat our shorts and we love you roll it all them suckers that doubted the packers can't eat my shorts all them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Beat them. All them suckers that doubted the Packers can't eat my shows. Eat 
my shoulders.